0: You're
1: me. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Honestly, Jer just took his tea bag off. Just put it on the table.
0: There was no else to put it. We were going live. I had to. It's a curve. Just des- desperate times here, Bobby. We gotta. We gotta go.
1: Right, are our mic's actually on.
0: Our mics are on. Okay. I believe people can hear us.
1: Yay! There we go. Yeah. Hello there. Hey everyone. Hello. We can
0: see people jumping into the chat. So uh, welcome. Welcome tonight.
1: Yeah. So good. Hi, Jer. How's your tea?
0: It's excellent. Yeah. I didn't I didn't have time to steep it as well as I would have liked. So you could have it's left little, the
1: bag in. It's right there.
0: I could have left the bag you in. Start true. back in. All right,
1: fine. You did it! Yeah. <laughs>
0: I sanitized this table earlier today. Did so you? I did, actually. So. Oh,
1: I'm so pleased about that.
0: Yeah, I was in the office today, so Caitlin says,
1: it now, I have to, <laughs>
0: now I have to sanitize it again. <laughs> Tastes like lemon Lysol in my tea right now. Oh, nice. Everything right now?
1: <laughs> everything
0: does. This guy, I'm grossing myself out right now. All right, well, welcome, everyone, to the after party. Yeah, here we are. Season one, episode three.
1: Yes, People keep coming back. I was just telling Joy that my mom's a fan, so hi, mom.
0: My mom and my dad and my little sister both jumped in to watch the service on Sunday. I know, I saw that. And my little sister jumped into the Zoom lobby after. Um, So it was a lot of fun. It was good to see her. Yeah, it was very cool. Hey, Lindsay, how are you if you're watching tonight?
1: So good. All right. So we have some things to update the community on. Yep. So we're going to start with a little bit of community update conversation. So we put out a new weekly schedule as of this week, and we're going to refresh that a little bit every week. So do we want to walk through every
0: day? Oh, man. Can you remember them off the top yeah, of your head? I think
1: I made this. So question.
0: we are, are going to be putting out a weekly calendar uh, every week now. Uh, it looks like this is going to be our new reality. And so we're doing our best to make sure that we're creating uh, content, but also finding ways to engage people throughout the week. And so uh, every day of the week, uh, we're going to be putting out new stuff. We're going to be having new ways to engage. Mm-hmm. And so this week, leading up to Palm Sunday... What do we have, Bobby?
1: Monday, we had a new daily focus. We're doing benedictions, uh, prayers. Every morning around 10 o'clock, you should see a new benediction this week in your Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.
0: Yeah, those are gonna go up on all of our social accounts. We've done prayers already, we've done readings, benedictions, and the response has been really great. I think people are really enjoying sort of the opportunity to connect with some of those, so.
1: And if you're following those prayers on Instagram, I introduce them so you get to see my face every single morning.
0: Yeah. And they're good. Like the introductions <laughs> are great. It's it's a nice little. I'm
1: actually really enjoying it. So yeah, like the, the
0: the the re, the writing of it is beautiful. Like it's it's helpful to be able to pray those things and to think through it. But again, like the the little introduction is, I like it.
1: Yeah, it's fun. It's yeah. Just a little creative and personal take on yeah. the thing. So it's great. Uh, Tuesday's after party. Right. Wednesday is house worship, living room worship. What do we call it?
0: Yeah, so we're calling it living room worship. Okay. Um, Kevin and Alyssa did one last week in their living room, mm-hmm. about a half hour sat, sang us through songs, um, led us in a bit of worship. They're gonna be doing that again on Wednesday night at 8 p.m. on Instagram. So Instagram live stories, check that out. But also we're going to be having different worship leaders throughout the church uh, leading us on Wednesday nights over the next couple of weeks. So if you're available, check out that because I think that's uh, I think that's going to be kind of a fun thing as well. So that's going to be every Wednesday and night. It's
1: such an interesting, like intimate thing. Yeah. That, like we're in each other's spaces, mm-hmm. like, in each other's living rooms. Uh, as walls have come up, yeah. there's this kind of... Walls coming down, reality that we're in. So yeah. I
0: think, so yeah. not well. Let's keep going. But I think yeah. <laughs> um, the neat thing is, uh, you know, Kevin, if, if he's watching right now, it was no, neat because no, no. we, you know, <laughs> hey, <laughs> we see Kevin on the stage, we see Alyssa on the stage, yeah. but to see them sort of together in their house leading worship in a very yeah. like very stripped down kind of way. Um, yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's moving. I was gonna say charming, but I was like, oh. that's not that's not the word I meant. It's <laughs> so. a little like, oh,
1: sure. <laughs> yeah. <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then
0: Thursday. Thursday
1: is new YouTube video.
0: Right, so good. we yeah. do a YouTube video uh, every week. Yeah. Responding to the sermon, that will be available uh, probably Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon. Okay. But that's sort of our regular rhythm and those are we're still making those. Those are gonna go up on Thursday,
1: right. Friday. We're calling it a community challenge. And I am going to post something in the common area that is like, this last week, Jeannie posted a liturgical colors challenge. Hmm. There might be a journal prompt. Uh, so different kind of community challenge. So, but
0: just be- ways that people can share the way that you're participating with that. By the way, this week, uh, if Gabriel Chen happens to be watching, was tailor made for him. <laughs> the idea was to gather as many purple things as you could, <laughs> okay. and. Uh, Gabriel won. He just like took
1: over the kids. There you go. (laughs) And uh, really owned it. So it was great. No, it was really wonderful. Yep. Uh, And then Saturday.
0: Uh, Saturday, we're we're, we're taking a bit of a rest this week because we're getting ready for Palm Sunday. And so on Palm Sunday this week, we're going to have new revamped kids materials. We've been working on... Um, shifting into more digital creation for kids, and so we're going to have a full playlist, including a lesson, um, uh, craft videos, introduction from some of our kids team here at the church. That'll be available, and then the services at 10:30 a.m., 12 p.m., 7 p.m., and particularly as we begin Holy Week, we're really trying to think about how we're going to make Palm Sunday, Good Friday, and Easter Sunday, and, and that whole experience. Um, unique mm-hmm. in a new kind of way. Every right. year we work really hard on yes. making uh, Holy Week right. a special moment in community. And yep. this year will be no different, even though it will be different. Yeah.
1: So. <laughs> different, but not different. Exactly. Uh, what was I going to say about that?
0: You want to talk about Holy Week?
1: I'm, you just mapped it out. We didn't mention yeah. stations. And we didn't mention the like, get some crackers, bread, and grapes, Right. which we could even talk about now.
0: So get some crackers, yeah, bread, and yeah, just, grapes. So, uh, so a couple of things. Um, she mentioned uh, Stations of the Cross. So we are going to have a stations experience. Um, Scott is going to be leading us through that. So we have the artwork, but he's going to be reading through uh, the different reflections. And we're just going to be journeying with him. It's going to be about a half hour experience moving through those stations together. And that's going to be available on Holy Thursday. So a week Thursday.
1: In, in video, like, uh, like in a video, yeah. link.
0: Yeah, exactly. And we'll, that'll be up on all of our socials as well. And then uh, on Easter Sunday, we want to share the Eucharist together. And so more information will be coming out about that, but it's going to yeah. be, we're going to be asking people to prepare elements. So whether that's bread, grapes, wine, um, juice, whatever it is that you have, but we want to prepare our entire community to share uh, the Eucharist right. on Easter Sunday yeah. together. Yeah. So more info will be coming about that. We're figuring out how to do it. Yeah. But I think it's going to be, I, I think it can be a really beautiful moment that we Absolutely. we administer the elements to each other. We yeah. share in that moment together, right. um, even yeah. in this kind of separated time. Right. I think it can be a way to to bring us together. So that is coming up uh, in the weeks to come, but, but just keep an eye on that. And again, um, follow our Facebook and our Instagram and we'll be posting the schedule every week.
1: Every week. Yeah. And it is an interesting time of creativity, Yeah, like there's kind of a buzz to like, oh, these are, this is the heart of what we're on about Mm -hmm. during Holy Week. How can we extend that experience into your living rooms and Mm -hmm. your, just where you are (laughs) in isolation, but not because we are joining together around these themes that are so central to this time of year. So we're going to talk a little bit about the sermon and what else might come up. Um, All kinds of things could come up, really.
0: (laughs) Whatever may come.
1: (laughs) Whatever may come. Uh, But I actually had this thing I wanted to ask you. Uh, I've been meaning to ask you for years.
0: (laughs) (laughs) already feels intense. But yeah, sure. It's
1: not that intense. (sighs) But I have never understood where your, your close of your prayers comes from in the strong name of the risen Christ,
0: we pray, amen. Right?
1: So where does that come from? And why is it important to you? And um, I do ask this question because we're talking mm-hmm. about this part of the Jonah narrative, which is this encounter hmm. with the divine. So it's not a totally out of the blue as I was going through the yeah. manuscript of your message. I was like, oh, I want to ask you this question. And actually it really fits because there's this like encounter again yeah. of like how we speak to God and when someone else is listening. Or
0: yeah, it's, it's a good question. It's an interesting question. I don't have a great answer for you, but I can talk a little bit yeah. about my thinking in it. Sure. Um, it is a, it is a, a, like a benediction to the prayer that I um, I'll, I'll say I wrote it myself. I didn't lift it directly from someone. Obviously, these words are not particularly unique. I mean, okay. I don't mean it in that sense. Yeah. Um, but what I was trying to do was I wanted a ritual that would be introduced into our community okay. that would close the prayer together. Okay. So there's a there's a part of it that's personal and meaningful for me. Okay. Um, I like to speak about, you know, the risen Christ. You know, how is Christ... Um, active and alive in my life right now? What does yeah. that mean for me? Like, I, I I, think I spend a lot of my time thinking about the historical Jesus. Yeah. And and I love that and I want to understand that. But then how does my faith go beyond just sort of understanding the anthropology of a yeah. person who lived 2,000 years ago to this risen really Christ? Mystical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this cosmic Christ, you right. know, and, and sometimes people use that language yeah. or the universal Christ who is alive right now, guiding me, shaping me. And I wanted that to be part of the benediction for myself when I pray to remind myself, I'm not praying to Jesus two thousand years ago. Like I am praying to Jesus who's with me now, guiding me and shaping me. Right. But then also, I started that prayer when we started commons uh, five and a half years ago now, and I and I did it intentionally because I wanted to create um, a consistent community piece that would sort of like it would feel like. I'm saying a prayer that I wrote and I crafted for the community but we're all in this together because we all know how this is going to end. It's going to end in the strong name of the risen Christ. And I just, I had seen that in other churches, in other traditions. Yeah. And I thought it was beautiful. And I just thought, oh, I'm just going to make my own version of that here, which, you know, in a lot of ways feels like a lot of what we do at Commons. Yeah. Um, I love the lectionary, this sort of consistent track through the Bible every year. So we just like, well, we're just going to create our own. We can create right. a journal every year and, yeah. and we map out the whole year and, and we walk through it together. Um, and so it was the same kind of thinking of that as here's this beautiful thing that I see in these Christian traditions. Um, what would it be like if this community created its own expression of that same idea?
1: That's interesting. I wish I would have asked you that four years ago <laughs> 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 or whenever <sighs> I joined Commons. But uh, why the word strong?
0: Yeah, you know, I think, I think for me, um, part of what I am always drawn back to in the narrative of Christ is the inversion of um, our perceptions of these ideas. Right. So we tend to think strong means yes. violent yeah. or strong means um, like belligerent yes. or arrogant, yes. you know, and I and I am so deeply captivated by the idea of Jesus inverting yeah. all of our ideas of what leadership looks like, yeah. what strength looks like, all of that. And so that was a big part of it for me was to be able to talk, um, you know, cause I mean, all of us here at commons, our language is pervaded by the idea of grace and the mm-hmm. idea of, um, the gentle, peaceful way of Christ. Yeah. Exactly. Nonviolence is a huge yeah. part of my faith and our journey here. So to, to pervade all of our language with that, yeah, and then have this, this, this strength that we recognize oh, okay. in the risenness of Christ, Yeah. right? Um, that violence can't overcome Christ and violence can't just kill Christ and over Christ. Come Christ. Violence can't turn Christ into someone Christ doesn't want to be, yes. you know what I mean? Like um, even yeah. our violence directed against Jesus can't make him a worse person than he was, right. can't make him a more violent person, can't make him a more spiteful person. Right. Um, that's really what is strong about Jesus okay. is that
1: it is the inversion. Okay.
0: Yeah. That, you know, so Jesus takes our violence and, and shows us what strength is by absorbing that and saying, I refuse to pay it back. Yeah. I'm not going to do this to you. I'm not going right. to do the same thing to you. Right. So, you can
1: hang me up. Yeah. No, I'm not doing it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So that's that when I think about strength, yeah. particularly when it comes to Christ, when it comes to Jesus, that's, that's the image that yes. really comes to mind. And a lot of that comes from my my specific academic work with Renny yeah. Gerard and yeah. all that kind of stuff. but
1: It's taken three episodes before you mentioned <laughs> Renny-, <laughs> Renny Gerard.
0: It's yeah. funny. I just got some emails from uh, two people this week. Who, oh, really? Yeah. From, it's, it's one of the neat things about YouTube is uh, we did the series on Gerard, these six videos. Right. And now I get, um, and they've been watched thousands of times. By the way, whose
1: idea was that?
0: It was, it was that Bobby's was idea. That was my
1: idea. <laughs> it was totally Bobby's
0: idea. So, <laughs> <laughs> I love
1: that. It's such yeah. a great success. But it was a lot I of fun because I,
0: I got two emails this week from people who are not part of our community, someone from down in the States. Right. Uh, I'm blanking on your name right now, but if you're watching, then <laughs> thanks for jumping in with us. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really neat yeah, stuff. It's totally neat great. how we can have these conversations, even this tonight, and then extend that. Yes beyond our walls you know to people who are interested so
1: yeah speaking of which you may not know this but Jer made a video folding palms I had to bring it up I had to bring it up uh folding palms (laughs) into a cross you do get into it every year and I love folding palms this is gonna I'm really gonna miss seeing how many crosses you can crank out out of palm fronds but we, you posted a how-to tutorial on YouTube, and it has how many views?
0: It's like 70,000 views. <laughs> so like our most viewed videos that we work really hard on and we make these things are like, you know, 3,000 or 4,000 views. I make this little rinky-dink video, here, here's how you fold a palm All cross, right. and it went crazy. It was like 70,000 views. So
1: This is my dream that someday every Duncan will be walking through an airport, <laughs> and somebody will be like... He's the guy. <laughs> they'll be like, I know those
0: hands. He's the guy. It's not my face isn't even in the video. It's all just like me, <laughs> He's like a gray holy. shirt. Yeah, <laughs> Exactly. So they'll be like, I know I that guy's love that gray shirt. It so
1: is hands so much. folding palms. Anyway, so there you go. <laughs> well, I wanted to go back to the way that we end prayers. So I didn't know those details. Okay. I never asked you the question sure. before. I just thought, well, every word is chosen, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a refrain of sorts that you use. Uh And I guess the word strong did like stick out Hmm. to me over the years. And I thought he must mean gentle, but he uses the word strong or whatever. So I was curious about that, but I started, so I didn't know that story. And then I started using a different refrain, Mm -hmm. which is actually from the Iona community, which is um, spirit of the living God present Hmm. with us now and to the places of some sort of pain, agony and heal us of all that harms us. Amen. So it's so interesting, right? Like you had this, Cho- chosen mm. way to end a prayer. And I was, and I've, I went to Iona years ago and there was like a healing service uh, on the island of Iona. Mm. And that prayer, I memorized it after because I thought, I want to hold that prayer whenever I encounter pain. That's mm. the prayer I want to go to. And the, as I thought about like closing a sermon, I wanted to hold that in Love the room it. with people. But isn't it neat that, yeah. the, that we just keep expanding? those refrains Hmm. of sorts like that there's room for yeah absolutely and this one and all the the ways that are different voices yeah and i think and
0: then then that's it is is finding um not that not that everybody needs a to end a prayer the same way so this is beautiful to do things for me it's, it's helpful because i i know that in my teaching in the way that i talk about jesus there's this just really strong emphasis on Mm nonviolence, um, and on grace. And so for me, that, that prayer was a way of, um, grounding myself in that that's where I find my strength. That's what I lean into. Um, so I think you're right. Like that benediction, um, for me makes sense in the context of the way that I speak about Jesus pulled out of that. You know, it could mean something very different for someone else in somebody else's mouth, but you know, and I, and I like that idea of, um, you that, that refrain coming from a specific experience in a specific place with specific people, which I think is really neat that we have all of these um, resources available to us. There's all of these prayers. There's all of these benedictions. You can go online, you can search them. Uh, You can go to commons.church slash liturgy to find a lot that we read. Mm -hmm. But then at some point in your journey, sometimes Mm. there are words, there are phrases that they just grab you yeah. and they're like, this is the one that I need for to anchor years. myself off. Yeah. For years. I love that.
1: Yeah. And it's so simple. But I I bought the prayer book on the island of Iona. I like touched so it in my bag. When was that? When were you there? Oh, years and years ago. Over a decade ago. Cool. Probably. Yeah. Honestly, I was there for a week in Scotland. I had a great time, but I had a very bad head cold. Okay. And it's like the I the impact of that experience. Sort of came years later, hmm. like as I continued to like yeah. read about the community. I still loved it, and it was great. And some people from our community have also kind of pilgrimage oh, cool. to Iona. That's beautiful. Okay, so let's talk about the sermon. What uh, was your sermon about, Jared? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. It was, it was a
0: strange sermon, right? Yeah.
1: How far did you actually go? So we're at the end of Jonah. We should probably recap the story a little bit and uh, sort of like situate ourselves narrative in the narrative.
0: So right now, Jonah has heard from God um, to go to Nineveh. He decides to run away and goes instead, you know, to paradise in his own direction. Um, He gets on a boat. There's a storm that arises. He gets thrown in the water. He gets swallowed by a fish. He gets spat up on the beach the word of the Lord comes back to Jonah. That was your message um, two weeks ago and says, like, you got to go back to Nineveh. So he kind of begrudgingly, in my take, we talked about that last week, Mm -hmm. um, goes and does it, does a terrible job Mm -hmm. of his sermon there. But then we see this overwhelming response in Nineveh. Everybody repents. Everybody turns to God. All living things. Exactly. And so then uh, what we talked about this week was God relents or repents mm-hmm. of the evil that God had threatened to do to Nineveh. Right. And so literally we were talking about those like, you know, verse and a half at the end of the chapter yeah. on so Sunday, chapter Palm Sunday, we're going to talk about Jonah's response to all that now, because okay. Jonah is not impressed with this. Like right. he doesn't like that. God forgives him. Did you them. go
1: to any of those words? I,
0: very quickly. Mind. I talked okay. a little bit about chapter four, two. Which is where okay. Jonah says, "Like I knew, I knew this was going to yeah. happen. I yeah. told you, God. Yeah. It's so that's why funny. I wanted nothing to do this. Yeah. I tried to run away because I knew, I you, knew were. you
1: were like this. Yeah, loving, kind, but I know, and compassionate. Like, you you got
0: to love. Like yeah. you read that line. I um, it's like I told this is what me. I tried to forestall, for I knew that you are gracious and compassionate, yeah. um, slow to anger, abounding in love. And you just you picture him span- saying that with such." bile in his mouth
1: yeah like how
0: do you yell at god and be like i knew you were loving and (laughs) completely like you
1: your face yeah like he's
0: so mad at god for being this like it's such a weird right but but at the same time it's like it makes sense right because we want a god who's gracious to us we don't want a god who's gracious to our enemies right so that was all i got to Uh, this Sunday, Palm Sunday, we're going to talk about Jonah's actual, how he actually responds, which is all of chapter four. Mm -hmm. He goes, he pouts, you know, um, and gets mad at God and, you know, wants to die all over again. Um, and we'll talk about that. But really this message was all about this one phrase, the Ninevites repent and turn from their evil Mm -hmm. and God repents and turns from the evil that he had threatened is, is what the, is what the Hebrew says. Right. And and what do you, what do you do with that? That was essentially what I was trying to figure out.
1: Right. So what were you, there are two things I want to ask. One, I want to talk about this word enemies, which Hmm. I actually hadn't made any notes on. It's just coming up now. (laughs) But I think like when we think about enemies, Mm -hmm. like we just have such, we live in a different world. Like I don't have Ninevites in my life. Like how, what is the application there in terms of. Language of mm-hmm. enemies and how we can sort of borrow that theme.
0: It's the it's hard because yeah. on Sunday I'm gonna I want to draw some parallels between the end of Jonah and Palm Sunday, and the Ninevites are the enemies in Jonah. The Romans are the enemy right. on Palm Sunday. Right,
1: empire. That's exactly, empire.
0: These are empires. Assyria was one of the longest um, reigning existing empires in human history. Right. Um, lasted far longer than Persia, Babylon, Rome, any of these empires, and they were in- incredibly cruel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they did terrible things. I was going to say interrupt. successful. Yeah, both. Well, <laughs> being an empire, both. Yeah.
1: Right, which means by way of life. Yeah,
0: and and and, and, and I, you're totally right because we have a hard time understanding this. So yeah. uh, I'm going to talk about this on Sunday. So I'll give away some of it here, but um, a lot of people will know about the Samaritans. Yeah. Right. So Jews and Samaritans don't get along in the New Testament. Right. Well, the Samaritans are the offspring of the Assyrians who, when they took over the Northern Kingdom of Israel, they forced the the Hebrews to marry Assyrian right. people. Yeah. They um, dispersed them throughout the empire. They forced them to marry. And their offspring are what the Samaritans are. Mm. And the Samaritans had this synchro- um, syncretized religion that right. was like um, yeah. mostly Judaism, mm. but had influences of Assyrian religion. Mm. And because of that, these people were sort of, uh, looked down on by the Assyrians yeah, cool and right ostracized here. by the Jewish people. Mm. Like, like that was what the Assyrians did. They're like, if we can't uh, kill you off and we can't just like contain you, we're going to, we're going to breed you out is what mm. they essentially tried to do. Mm. Um, and that stayed with the Jewish story for 600 years. Cause this was in the 600s. It was 700.
1: So it's always really helpful to like throw some years down in yeah. this stuff, right. To just like Continue to do the work of constructing a timeline for yourself around these stories. I think it's helpful.
0: Right. So, so yeah. yeah. So 700 BCE right. is when the Assyrians conquer the Northern Kingdom. Right. It's about 100 years later, less than that, when Babylon conquers Judah and Assyria right. and they take over the whole area. Yeah. But the when we sit in Jonah's shoes and we realize you know, he's mad about God loving his enemies, mm-hmm. um, especially if this is a writer looking back. Right. They're remembering the Israelites being exiled to different parts, being forced Mm -hmm. to marry, you know, Syrians. It's like that
1: language of like trauma. Yeah. In their body. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, like when can you imagine somebody reading this? Like, like, you know, and I don't want to trigger somebody who's got difficult emotions here, but Mm -hmm. you imagine someone reading this story who looks at their child mm-hmm. who is an offspring of a Syrian and a and a Jewish person, a Samaritan, mm-hmm. and now reads a story about how much God loves their enemies. And they were forced into a situation where they had to marry someone from a different right. um, race and, and have a family that they didn't want. Like, I mean, this is not a light story right, 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 right. to say, Hey, God that's still again. loves those people. Right. Now, how do we relate to that? Yeah. Um, you know, that's hard. Yeah. You know, and I don't know that we really can.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: I think I think what it shows. Like it seems
1: like capital E enemy. Right. Not that some people don't have right. that in their stories, mm-hmm. absolutely. I not. don't, though. Yeah, I don't know that you I do. And
0: that. I don't, I don't, um, I'm not diminishing anyone's story by that because yeah. there are people in our chat, there's people in our yeah. community who have had those types of experiences yes. incredibly traumatic, incredibly painful. Um, that has not been my experience. So what helps me is then to say, okay, I can't relate. To the readers of Jonah, but then how much more do I have to turn to people who have um, annoyed me or wronged me in some small way, right. or you yeah. know, cut me off in traffic? Like I mean, like it I know that sounds—it so like it does
1: compared to the magnitude, right? It is of these traumatic stories, but they're all a part of a continuum. Right?
0: Exactly, and so if I if I can't um, if I don't have the experience on the traumatic side of what the readers right. of Jonah are, right how much more right. you, like, um, and, and that doesn't diminish those stories. I'm not, I'm not yeah. comparing mine. What I'm saying is how much more than do I have a responsibility to get over myself, <laughs> right? you know, and right. say, Hey, I, I am going to love people who yeah. have different politics than right. me. Um, that,
1: yeah, I think actually right. that's some of the stuff that plays in for us. Mm-hmm. It's like our incredible, um, othering of, uh, political differences, right uh, our relationship with the country to the South, even right. some of, uh, some of the ways that we, uh, forget the humanity mm-hmm. of the decisions, uh, in both of those places.
0: So yeah. And it's, interesting. it's hard. And I mean, you, again, we're going to come back at it on Palm Sunday, but then you have, you know, so, so the Jewish people, Northern kingdom conquered by Assyria, Southern kingdom conquered by Judah. Mm-hmm. Then Persia conquers the whole area. Yeah. Then Greece conquers the whole area. Then Rome conquers the whole area. Yeah. Yeah. By the time of Jesus,
1: all they know, all they
0: know, all they know. for generations back <laughs> right. is some other empire yeah. controlling them, telling them where to live, where to yeah. eat, how to conduct their business, right. when they can and can't, you know, participate in their religious right. rituals. Right. Um by the time of Jesus, like there's no one alive yeah with Jesus who remembers the kingdoms of Israel. No. Yeah.
1: Long forgotten. Exactly. Yeah. So Okay, so back to the sermon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was um, what was the idea you were most excited about talking through?
0: So I want I want to get your input on this too. But I am fascinated by this language of, um, or the, or what what I think is happening in the story, where the writer mirrors the same language yeah. in the lips of the Ninevites. Now in yeah, the parallel. Exactly. Now in the expression of God. So you get the same words repeated, repent Mm -hmm. and repent and evil and evil. Mm -hmm. It's Naham and Ra'ah. And those come from the Ninevites and then they come from God. And we have to deal with that some way because I don't think any of us think that God does evil or God needs to repent of right. God's choices. Right. Um, we can talk a little bit about whether God changes God's mind. Right. And that's an interesting one yeah, too. And exactly. and Brueggemann really leans into that yeah, in the quote that I read. About
1: relationality and like exactly. and all things are relationships. Yeah. So how could relationship exist if you're not willing and if you're ready? not, uh,
0: it, um, his language nice. is impinging on each other, mm. you know, that, that God enters relationship where God is right. ready and willing to be impinged upon by right. us, which right. is, I mean, I think beautiful language. Right, right. Um, but even right. before that is this question of like, what are we going to do with the idea of God of these words being used right. of God? My take
1: yeah.
0: on Sunday was that this is, this is creative license yeah. within a narrative. Right.
1: Um,
0: so it's not meant to be theologically. Um,
1: like descriptive. Or d- yeah. Like prescriptive.
0: Prescriptive or, or like even accurate about God. It's, okay. it's meant to reflect a relational aspect, which is the Ninevites move toward God, God moves towards the Ninevites. Yeah. Right? That it's showing, um, you know, response back and forth. It's right. mirroring. Right. And that's what yeah, I said. Like language, yeah. when we sit with each other and you express laughter, right. I can stand stone faced, right. And I can refuse to participate in that I'm moment sure. with you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 or or I can lean in and I can mirror that back right. to you, right? right? But same thing goes with sadness, Right. right. Um, when, when somebody is sad is my first response to say to them, oh, you know, cheer up. God has a plan. Everything's going to turn out. Okay. You're a jerk. Yeah. (laughs) It is a jerky response. (laughs) Or is my response to mirror that back to you, say, I'm sad and I hurt with you right now. And this is something, you know, we don't do well, but in the Jewish culture, you know, you have sitting Shiva when somebody mourns and you, you come and you sit with them silently Mm -hmm. for days until they tell you that they're ready to do something else. And you don't offer advice. You don't offer Mm -hmm. prayers. You don't like, you just, you just sit sit with them. them. Um, and you mirror that back to them. It doesn't matter if you're sad. It doesn't matter if you're as sad as them. You you do that. And, and that this is a gift that we offer each other. And that's what I think is going on in this story, that it's meant to show that God is so gracious. God is so compassionate that God will even mirror our responses when they don't quite fit for God right. you know like God doesn't need to repent and God wasn't going to do evil right. but God is willing yeah. to exist within the limits of, of the Ninevites imagination because right. it shows that God is open to them right. that God is willing to, to be known that way right. and then my large argument is that this is what's happening all the time the divine is accommodating to us all the time in everything right because whatever we say about God is incomplete yes it doesn't matter how good my theology is and how much i can back it up i can't ever say everything yeah, about God you talked
1: about life experiences exactly i can't i don't i haven't had enough life experience right. to have enough metaphor mm-hmm. for my language to match right. the magnitude and
0: and my my metaphors are drawn from a human experience of the world right. you know so you know we talk about heaven the only way i can talk about heaven is to use examples from things in life so how can I talk about the afterlife in a way that's um, full or true? Well, I can't, because all I can do is use things that I've experienced now right. to talk about what things could be like then. Right. That's, that's why we get it's um, why we have language like the streets will be filled with gold. Like, do we really think gold will matter in heaven? Right. Like it's gonna have value? No. Right. Right. But it does now. Right. And so now so so when we say the streets are paved with gold, it's like saying, even the dirt that we walk on. Yeah will be more beautiful and valuable than anything we know right huh, now. Yeah. Does it really mean gold, gold is on? No, is, I mean, that, yeah. that's not the point. You're taking an experience now, yeah. which is this material, this stone. Right. It's not a stone. It's a, what is it? What are you talking about? It's a gold. <laughs> mineral. Gold what is there. gold? What do you call it? Mineral?
1: <laughs> somebody's got So if somebody's in the comment <laughs> going,
0: ah. Um, but like, like I know this thing is valuable in my world. Red. So if that's valuable here... Yeah. It must be so plentiful there, right. right? But of course, of course, heaven is not really going to have roads. Right. It's not going to have stones. It's not going to have crams. gold on the ground. Yeah, like you know, we're we're yeah. drawing from experience. Mm-hmm. So if you take that framework and yeah. then you apply that to God, well, well, the same thing applies. Right. Even when I say God is love, right. My my experience of love is so limited. Yeah. By my yeah. own ego and arrogance and and you know the ways that I break it down. Yeah. Um. So I'm, I'm always reaching beyond yeah. my language. Right, right. And, and that's what I think is happening here is, is God is saying, hey, I don't, I don't repent. I don't do evil. I'm not what you think I am. Yeah. But I'm willing to come into that story with you. Right. I'm willing to start there and right. then I'm willing to move with right. you one step at a time. Right. Um, and, and that's what God has done for me. Like for 20 years now, Yeah. I've moved a step every year maybe, you know, sometimes back, sometimes right. forward, but but I'm moving somewhere. Yeah. But I think differently now, Certainly than I did when I first oh, came into the Jesus story. Yeah. Um, but those, those language, those thoughts, those ideas that I had 20 years ago, yeah. um, I'm not ashamed of them. Right. Like I don't hold them anymore. Yeah. But they're part of what brought me here. Yeah. And I think,
1: I think that's an interesting thing to wonder about, like how we have relationship with our former Mm. beliefs or like our former ways of being like, oh, I can see I was just trying my best with what I had. And then I outgrew it or grew past it Mm. or moved through it to something different. I think sometimes we have a lot of shame with that stuff, but there's.
0: Yeah. So I'll throw out, I think we've talked about this before. Um, One of the phrases that's been really helpful for me when it comes to these ideas is I remind myself that we tend to look backward with disdain, disdain. We look forward with fear. Yeah. So when we see the future, when we can see how we're changing Mm -hmm. and how we're starting to think differently about God Mm -hmm. um, or differently about anything, that's scary. Yes. Like when I'm realizing the way that I have conceptualized faith is on the verge. Yeah. Of a change. Yes. It's really fearful for me.
1: Yes. Especially if you're if you kind of grew up in it. Right. And it could put you at odds with the people you love the most. I think about that a lot. And
0: that that's a real fear. Like because it will, it will stretch relationships. Um, but I think sometimes we think, if I go this way, if I move in this direction, I'm gonna lose, I'm gonna lose my faith. Yeah. Right. So we look we look at change fearfully. Yeah. Um and 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 that's okay. It can make us cautious, but it also right. shouldn't stop us from
1: right. being
0: honest with who we are and where God is yeah, talking to that, us.
1: Because you're never just going to stop. Exactly. It's going to do something else in your life.
0: But then the other is we yeah. tend to look back with disdain. Mm-hmm. And what happens is um, when we talk with someone who uses the language that we used to,
1: yeah, our
0: response is, right. oh, like you're not as enlightened as me right. or you just haven't got there yet. Yeah. And we have this sort of... Um, like it's, it's this arrogance that kind of right. builds up. And I think it's helpful for me to keep reminding myself. Um, I don't want to look forward with fear. I need mm-hmm. to name that. I need to recognize that. I need to know sometimes I'm fearful and then push through it. Right. But I also don't want to look back with disdain. Mm-hmm. I don't want to look at who I was 10 years ago yeah. and be ashamed of that. I want to have learned from it. Yeah. If, if, in fact, if I, if I didn't look back and was the same person, then I might yeah, totally. legitimately be ashamed, totally, yeah. but to see that I've grown, to see that I've changed, yeah. no. And then also... How do I see people who talk the way that I talked yeah. or thought the way that I thought and not look down on them right. and recognize God in them with them here in this moment mm-hmm. as God is changing them? Right. And that my job is not to to drag them to where I am as fast as I can.
1: Right. My yeah, job is to be violence gra- to that. Yeah. My yeah. job is
0: to be grace. My job is to be there. My job is to yeah. share my story when it's asked for. Right. But not to force my Manipulate. perspective, and, yeah, oh man, Manipulate. yeah, yeah, which is super hard.
1: Yeah, which makes me kind of want, want to look back at those former, former iterations of myself and think like, good for you. Like look yeah. what you did with what, if I could be gentle with my mm. memory of my own self, I could likely be more gentle mm. when those things are coming up in the relationships that I have or with the yeah. people around me.
0: We've, we've talked about this, I don't know when the last time it was, we did an ashes series maybe oh, two, yeah. three years ago on forgiveness. Yeah, yeah. and people
1: loved that series. <laughs> did.
0: Still on there on our YouTube, Come if back. you want to check it out. <laughs> By thinking that when I talked about forgiving yourself, yeah, and just the idea of um, like if we don't learn how to have grace for ourselves, who yeah. we were, yeah, we're never going to master grace for somebody else.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so having yeah,
1: incredibly. Linked so linked interwoven
0: yeah absolutely yeah uh and sometimes for some of us not all of us for some of us it's easier to forgive someone who's hurt us than it is to forgive ourselves for the ways yeah. that we have either hurt ourselves or put ourselves right. in bad situations right. you know and that that's um okay. i mean that's that's what we need. that's what we need therapists and that's what we need yeah, people for right. i mean i mean all kidding aside it's we it's yeah. hard work to work through absolutely. those things at times yeah so
1: can, can we link this back to jonah
0: yeah, so yeah, so, Do you have a link. <laughs> no, I, I did want to get your thoughts oh, on. Oh gosh,
1: I know I don't know that I have much to add to it. I yeah. love I love literature. I love like words on a page. Right. And I love like structure and design. So that this little story, you know, in these like Hebrew letters in a scroll mm-hmm. could have could kind of pack a punch like this and stretch our imagination mm-hmm. to think about the divine. And to like, yeah, like you use that language of mirroring. I love that. I like, I'm enjoying that. Mm -hmm. I think it's like playful and interesting and um, seems to me to speak of like some of the best of us. Mm -hmm. Like I would hope that, when we have these moments of like glimpsing the best of us, like when we're in those relationships and we think, I feel so seen, I feel so known. Like if this is what love feels like in this relationship, how Mm. much more so with the divine, like that it makes me think about that. Uh, Yeah, and those have been important moments of transition in my own ways of thinking about God and my theology is is like when I was sort of wrestling with an idea and thought, people aren't even this bad or mean or right. wrathful. Like, why would I like worship mm. this deity that's worse than like the best of us? I want I want to at least imagine the divine mm-hmm. infinitely better than the best of us, right. um, if that makes sense. Sure, it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I, I mean, the,
0: yeah. wow, shoot, what was the, there was a piece in there that I thought I, I really liked in your language. Um, now I'm blanking on it, yeah. but the, all right, just give me a second here. I'm gonna see yeah, if it comes yeah. back to me.
1: What did I say? I don't know. Um, yeah, I was talking about literature. and like the yeah, best of all. exactly what it yeah? was.
0: So I think this goes back to where we started in Jonah is if you don't come to a text understanding yeah. what is the genre yeah. and what is the language game that's being used yeah. here, then you're gonna miss those things because if you treat Jonah as if it is a theological text yeah well then you're going to have problems with these passages yeah. and you're going to have to find ways to explain them right when you approach it as literature
1: yeah
0: who is trying absolutely to say something theological about god totally. but not with precision
1: no uh, or not the Are, same type yeah. of
0: precision more with um it's, you know, it's something
1: art, art exactly. it's something of art. It's something of, like,
0: it's It's trying to evoke in you an yes, experience of God. Sure. Not a, not a thought about God. Yeah. Then we can experience some of this language slightly differently yeah. because yeah. I don't need to explain away. Yeah. Oh, but God doesn't really need to. Repent. Yeah.
1: I don't need like five points of like, this is who God is Therefore,
0: Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And, and a lot of that comes down to understanding genre mm-hmm. because every genre has a different language game. It has a different set of rules that it's mm-hmm. playing by. Um, and and then we have to understand what that aim is, and right. once we get that aim, well, then we're going to read things differently. Yeah.
1: And I think sometimes that can feel like uh, like the the ground is shifting yes. under our feet. It can feel pretty like unstable when we're like, oh my gosh, uh, yeah, that that it's not just the words on the page. Yeah. It might actually be something quite different than how mm. you read the words on the page. That can feel like a bit of a, it feels threatening. Right. It can feel scary. Yeah, but if you. Just trust that yeah. the process of understanding the complexity hmm. and the intricacy of these texts uh, can meet you on a like a deep and careful place. Uh, I just think things like open, open, right. open for you and
0: if if we, I mean we've plugged it, I think a couple times in this series, but the prophetic imagination by Walter oh, Bergermann yeah. is such an incredible text yeah. in helping to open up that idea that the prophetic voice in the scriptures, is not speaking with technical precision right. sometimes. Sometimes it is trying to conjure an imagination and an awareness yeah. inside of us of encounter with the divine, not about intellectual ascent to an idea about the divine. Mm-hmm. And that's what a book like Jonah is doing. Right. It's, it's trying to help you encounter God, yeah. not think about God. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah And that's
0: yeah. a very different thing. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah, like I thinking think. about God. So yeah. I mean, I, I'm not against that at all. Right. Um, but this book is is trying to do something right. different with us.
1: I like that, that so, word encounter. For the last number of years, continues to kind of show up for me hmm. in study and yeah. curiosity, and yeah, all of that. And,
0: and so, I mean, I, I just I'm I'm fascinated by this at a church like Commons where we talk about being intellectually honest. Yeah, we also talk about being spiritually passionate. Yeah, but where we can take a book like Romans and we can talk about like intellectually. Paul is trying to make arguments here and he's mm-hmm. working through ideas and how do we make sense of them? Yeah. But then we can also do the spiritual passionate side, which is to take a book like Jonah, which is not about intellectually mm-hmm. assenting to ideas about God. Although there
1: is like an intellect, totally. like a theme of the intellect when it comes to literature. And <laughs> totally,
0: these, totally. And we, yeah. we work hard at it, yeah. but we're working hard to get to that spiritual encounter exactly. We're not working hard yeah, at trying to get the like, thinking head right. And heart yeah.
1: Relationship yeah. that we we want to continue to move um, through and with both of mm-hmm. those. And
0: we don't always get that balance right, yeah. but we're trying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm just looking at our time.
0: Oh yeah. We've <laughs> talked a long time.
1: It's, just, <laughs> 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 it's great. Uh, so uh, what my last question around the sermon mm-hmm. was what, or how did you feel like this text fit with this moment in terms of both Lent right. and uh, COVID? You know, we yeah, like these yeah. Two, we were kind of walking these two. Like, you know. The, our feet are on both of these really strong pulls. <laughs> like there's sure. this Lent and then there's this like, oh, how do we continue to be the church and meet with people when we can't actually be in the room together? Uh, it's an interesting
0: it's a, It's a super funny thing. And yeah. I think our team, you and I have talked about this, is um, how much right now do what we need is 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 what we need as a community to um, stick to rhythms and patterns yeah. that ground us and help us feel safe, right? That's a very big need for all of us right now. At the same time, yeah. how much do we need? To address this, this yeah. specific element in the room, element yeah. elephant in the room, <laughs> like to talk about that thing, and how do you balance those things together? Right. I think what continues to be remarkable to me is the ways that we can plan, you know, our journal, yeah, uh, when last April or May yeah. to lay out the year, yeah. um, and then to find these touch points with the season, with the particular moment in history that we're yeah. in, and all of this. Because to me, it really came home at the end of the message when I was talking about, okay, so God mirrors the emotions of the Ninevites. Mm-hmm. And, and that has specific meaning in the story. But how are we doing that for each other right now? And how mm-hmm. are we intentionally doing that? Like, mm-hmm. like, we're always doing that in relationship. It's sort of an innate skill. But particularly right now, are we going out of our way right. to... Because uh, I, I think some of us... So so I'll speak personally. For me, right. things go crazy. Um, and I had to have a conversation with someone on our staff about this this week, uh because I wasn't i you know I haven't done a good job you know pastoring. Our team through this, mm. because my response when things go crazy is is just to work harder. Right. So you you come in more yeah. and you like you get down and you figure things out and you look yeah. at the budget and you just like it's you make serious. your list and you yeah. start powering through it. And
1: there's a comfort in that. There is. Like, okay, like, hey, like we're we, we're adaptable. Yeah. We like what's what's the information we need? Like, how do we make decisions? Go.
0: Yeah. And there's an element that um you know that's my role. That's what I have to do. Right. That's that's me doing my job. Yeah. Um, but there's also an element that that's just safer and it's easier for me in a time of crisis to default to that. Right. So um, so some of us are going to have that kind of response. Yeah. Some of us are going to be more emotional in this. Yeah. And when we care about people, this is where we have to to develop that skill of not just defaulting to our way, but yeah. how do I, you know, whether it's with my wife, yeah. how do I, you know, and I haven't done a great job. I'll be honest, but I, I tried to say tonight, um, to Rachel. I'm like, hey, look. I know I've been working really hard, but yeah. what do you need from me? And I'm not good well, at good picking question. up. I, like, I'm not good at picking up what signals. You
1: need from me. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So you need
0: to tell yeah. me. Yeah. Um, and I and I wish you didn't have to tell me, but you yeah. do. But if you do, then I I will work at that yeah. um, and recognizing that. And then, you know, how are all of us doing that? How am I doing yeah. that for? My neighbor, like, yeah. you know, and I went over. We dropped a card off for Mark, yeah. you know, this week. Like, it's a small thing, but yeah. there's that. How am I checking in with family, with friends? Right. And how am I, uh, how do I have the EQ right. to pick up on what they need in this moment, yeah. not what comes naturally to me? Right. Because natural to me is, hey, are you doing okay? Do you have enough money? Do you have enough food? Yeah. You got that? Okay, good. I'll talk okay. to you later. I'm going to move on to the next right. person. Yeah. When some people just need to laugh a little bit yeah. or cry, you know, whatever right. it is. Yeah. Um and I think that really came home to me as the end of the message okay. is there's a really divine gift that we have the opportunity to offer to each other right now. Yes, yeah. When everyone is feeling alone. It's
1: a very vulnerable time.
0: Exactly. That yeah. we go out of our way to make sure that the people we care about feel right. seen, they feel right. heard. Right. Um you know, particularly in a time when we are not physically seeing them. Yes, yeah. That we try to do that. And that doesn't mean jumping on FaceTime. Right. That means jumping on FaceTime and saying, n- not just how are you doing, but really yeah, tell me, I want to listen. I'm here.
1: Right.
0: Um, and if you're like me, it means jumping on and saying, I know I'm not good at this and I know yeah. I don't do a good job normally, but right. I want to, and I'm here and I'm trying to do my best. Right. So please tell me right. like, How are we doing that for all of us?
1: And I I think that goes back as well to something we spoke about earlier, which is like making sure we're checking in with ourselves Mm
0: -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that we
1: actually have some capacity to like be there for each other. Like I need to start my day with some deep breaths Mm -hmm. just for myself and notice what my mind is doing and be like, okay, like this is my concern. I need to pay attention to that today. And now how can I, Pay hmm. attention to that in others, I think.
0: Yeah, that I mean, I think that's really good. I think probably that's the thing I haven't done well enough. Mm. Is I have defaulted,
1: are you, you know, like, yeah, like
0: I have defaulted to what do I have to accomplish today? Right. How do I keep,
1: yeah,
0: this organization yes. moving in the right direction? It's not How do I keep it afloat?
1: Those are significant. <laughs> Things. And that comes Absolutely. naturally, but yeah, I mean, I yeah. think that's a
0: really healthy process, and probably yeah. one I need to do a better job yeah. with. So to
1: sit with yourself. A bit yeah. On that
0: note, <laughs> <laughs> we're almost an hour oh, here. We gosh. didn't even talk about process theology. No, we and didn't. We were going to we talk about it. that maybe yeah. next week. So okay,
1: open theism. Yeah,
0: be open theism, process theology. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll get to that we'll next move week. On
1: now we're going to move on. We'll talk about other things. Yeah, next exactly. Week, but uh, this was great. How, how shall we end? In um, the strong name. <laughs> Of the risen Christ. Yeah, I
0: mean, and, we just talked about this, yeah. but I would—I mean, I think it, for an encouragement to everyone who's watching is you know to take seriously some of that conversation. Right. Yeah, is
1: check in with yourself. Yeah, check in check
0: with, with, yourself. with yourself. How are you doing? Yeah. Be honest with yourself, and then um, how can you do that for someone else? Right,
1: and also we're writing benedictions this mm. week, and I think. When I, I wrote the benediction yesterday and it was a little I wanted it to feel like, what? Yeah. Like, do we bless those things? Um yeah. so go back. We're we're putting them in highlights in our Instagram, like on our mm-hmm. what do you call the first part of Instagram? Kevin, help me.
0: Stories? <laughs> yeah. Instagram stories?
1: Yeah, our highlighted yeah. stories. Oh yeah, yeah. Highlights, yeah. yeah. Like on our profile yeah. part or whatever. Anyways, benediction. We need a millennial here in the room. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah i was just thinking of like like even as you're talking about these things like i bless those parts of you right like i bless the parts of you that work yeah. really hard like and mm-hmm. and then we bless the parts of ourselves that like need and have an invitation yeah. to check in with ourselves so we bless you
0: oh that's beautiful we bless you thanks everyone yeah we will see you uh tomorrow night for living room worship right uh, 8 p.m. on Instagram Live. So jump on there. Yeah. Uh, follow us. It's Commons Church at Commons Church on Instagram. Right. Thursday, we'll a new video up on YouTube.
1: Friday's Friday Community Challenge. a Challenge.
0: We don't know what it is this week. Well, That's Bobby probably does, right but here. I don't know what it's going to be this I week. Planned. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then Sunday is Palm Sunday. And uh, again, this is the entry into Holy Week. Mm-hmm. It's a really important moment in the liturgical calendar. Yeah. And I think even more important this year because of all of the upside downness mm-hmm. of our world right now mm-hmm. to ground ourselves in those moments. So join us for that. Yeah. And and
1: even if we you don't have a palm frond in mm-hmm. your hand, I was thinking about even just like sketch one out for yourself in your Ooh. journal. Like cool. cut it out of paper, like make make the tactile thing that you would cool. typically come into the room and receive, yeah. make it, hold it and wave it. That's okay.
0: So we'll be there on Sunday and then we'll be uh, we'll be back here next Tuesday. Yeah. 7 p.m. for the after party. See you. Thanks, everyone.
1: Later.